Welcome to the Let's Talk Basketball podcast. Here is your extra handsome host, Reese. That's right, guys. Welcome back to the Let's Talk Basketball podcast. This is episode four of the Let's Talk Basketball podcast. Thank you all for your recent support here on the British Basketball Scene YouTube channel and listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now today, I am doing a solo podcast for you, so you can just listen to my voice for the next however long this podcast runs for and see where this goes, because I am revolving this podcast around the reactions of tweets from you guys. This week, I put out this tweet here to get some reactions for the BBL and make sure that they can listen to some suggestions from you guys. Now, the tweets in question that I've asked you guys to include on that tweet that I put out will be shown around the screen. And if I'm looking at my phone on the video version of this podcast, just know I've had the tweets on my phone ready to read out for my later reaction. Thank you for all of the reaction to the tweet I put out and all the messages that I got with your suggestions for how the BBL could improve. Now, I'm not sure if the BBL are going to be watching, but let's see. So the first tweet that I'm going to be speaking about here on the podcast is this one here by Ethan, the BBL analyst. Uh, He's an analyst and insider. Make sure to go and check out his Twitter in the description down below at EJBBL uh, on Twitter. So we are going to get into this. I will read out and then give my opinion on it. In terms of what fans can do, Continue to increase the engagement within the BBL social media community by replying, quote retweeting, engaging in discussion with one another on a regular basis. This will show potential slash new fans the BBL has a thriving and engaged community, which makes it more attractive community to be a part of. BBL Twitter needs to become more of a thing, just like the NBA and football Twitter is. Now, this is a very, very good idea. I do really agree with this point from Ethan. Uh, He's been in and around the BBL for quite some time and kind of knows where it's been for for quite a bit now. Um, With the fans, it does need a more active fan base and the fans can just share so much more. The community needs to be growing. It needs to be kind of doing like stuff like what I'm doing right now and sharing the BBL with other people and trying to engross that into a different basketball community like the UK NBA scene. And that is what I am trying to do here with this BBL video is trying to show those that are interested in the NBA and try and put that towards uh, the BBL. But yeah, in terms of fan access and fans on twitter we do need to make bbl twitter a bigger thing than it is um some of the admins for the social medias on the bbl are brilliant uh some of the video editing on the bbl twitter is fantastic uh we just need to share that around and make sure that the rest of the surrounding community uh, that may not be interested in basketball or the bbl right now and make sure that they get interested in, grow this community for the next 10 or so years. 
Now, our second tweet comes from Matt. Now, Matt is a BBL supporter uh, based around the Midlands, uh, and he, you can check him out on Twitter at GingeMUFC. Uh, the link to his Twitter will be down in the description down below. Thank you, Matt, for this inclusion. And his tweet goes as follows. Does the league desperately need more teams, particularly big cities like Birmingham, Liverpool and Cardiff? Will the Lions' expected dominance be good or bad thing for the league? What more can the league do to help young players? Now, the first part of that tweet is featured in another tweet from another, uh, another creator. So I will not really focus on that in this tweet. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, but I will be focusing on another part uh, in this podcast. However, uh, the other two parts are very intriguing. Uh, the Lions' expected dominance is going to be, it's sort of a double-edged sword, really. Uh, every time the Lions come to town, I think that BBL teams should be taking advantage of that. And I was speaking with Mark Woods on episode two, and I also raised this question with him. Will their dominance bringing in Byron Mullins into, into you know, a former NBA player? into the league will that drive ticket sales of other teams and um it was the same thing with Obi Soko when he went on Love Island came back to the London Lions and ticket sales didn't really bump up. I mean they were they were boosted a little bit by the, the majority female audience but no one really cares in the male basketball audience about Ovi uh he's good at basketball there's no doubt of his talent but he wasn't the draw that the Lions were expecting he was he was average a draw. He brought in a few more fans, but not the surge that we needed. This season with the Lions, it could be a lot different because there's a lot more talent on display. The BBL has been rocked. But also, I think that there's lots of talent elsewhere from the BBL itself. And I think that is a very, very good thing for the BBL. Like the Wolves have a very good lineup. Leicester, Bristol... I mean, the Lions, all of these teams always have fantastic lineups and the league has been jigged around so much. It's very intriguing. It's players leaving teams that you wouldn't expect, like Callum Jones leaving, uh, being let, let go from Manchester. Mike Tuck is still around in the league, being the villain that he is uh, to the Worcester fans. So I think that the Lions, it won't just be the Lions that are going to drive the BBL sales tickets up if uh, tickets will go on sale due to the pandemic that is happening here in the UK and uh, different lockdown laws because of increased cases uh, but I think that the Lions aren't the only team that can be good um, but it could be bad because a lot of the teams are going to be losing to this team but also they're going for the Champions League so we're not sure what their rotations are going to be like when it comes to the league because they might not play Byron Mullins in the BBL at all because they'll be focusing on or they'll, they'll, they'll be resting Byron Mullins and, you know, Jordan Robinson will still be the MVP caliber player. But all these big name players from America might not feature as much in the, champ, in the BBL and they'll just be used for the European Champions League. Now on to what uh, the league can do to develop younger players. And it's pretty much simple. Uh, invest in the school system, work with the government, make sure that the teams going into schools, making sure that the kids want to play basketball, invest in that youth, make sure that basketball is more prominent, and then uh, offer better contracts to the homegrown British talent. 
I think that's great. I think that if you are forced to go outside uh, of the UK to make a name for yourself in basketball, I think that the sport here is nothing. Uh, it's like uh, in America. I was talking to uh, Mark Woods about this as well. Uh, you have to go over to, you know, the, the American sports um, is, is like that as well. With football or soccer over there, uh, you've, you've got to come over to England or one of the European countries to make a name for yourself, uh, Kristen Pulisic. Whereas here, basketball's not big. So you have to go over to America and play in March Madness and college basketball to actually get a feel and get sort of the, the experience that you need to play professionally. And that's something that this BBL does not offer. Uh, a youth system for each team, that could be great. You know, more youth programs within each team, more youth-run academies. Uh, if more money was injected into each different team to promote young basketball, I think it'd be great for not only the sport, but just the growth of young talent here in the UK. And we could potentially produce great things when it comes to like the Olympics and stuff like that. We could potentially run you know, America uh, and the US team uh, up a bit. Uh, who know? I mean, then you're not going to beat the best basketball players in the world when it comes to the Olympics, but you can get a silver medal. Silver medal is basically winning <laughs> in everybody else's team's eyes. So uh, yeah, I think younger players could, could benefit greatly from a, from a well-run system either within the league or some outsider coming in and investing a lot of money. Uh, into different teams and making sure that their youth development is growing strong. Our next suggestion comes from Owen Parker. Now, Owen is a Knicks fan and a Bristol Flyers fan. I'll let you figure out which team is better in the comments. Owen is also a table official and also a statistician for the BBL. So go and check him out on Twitter at Owen Parker 83. The link to his Twitter will be in the description. So please go and check him out the tweeting question says build more facilities with good quality seating and facilities for crowds and use it for development activity too continue to actively pursue a tv deal invest in media roles to help promote the sport and prepare highlights slash previews now i am a big fan of this suggestion uh more more facilities now uh, not everyone can have a state-of-the-art facility like the london lions and the uh, copper box but you know being around Worcester for the past two years they have a phenomenal arena they can build up quite the buzz uh, for fans I mean uh, Mike Tuck if you're listening um, the boos are very loud aren't they I'm pretty sure you can agree that when you come to Worcester um, the boos are, are, are ringing around your head a bit so it does it, it, the, the right atmosphere and the right gyms will create better facility uh, i mean the facilities will create more of a buzz and if your gym or like court looks better then a lot more appealing to fans to come and visit it becomes a lot more of a tourist attraction as far as actively pursuing a tv deal um there's a 50 50 to that it's good to try and get a tv deal but who is going to take that tv deal now it's been surprising Currently, because I've been seeing that Sky Sports News have been promoting the BBL and the signings of certain players around the league that have re-signed with teams. And that, to me, is mind-blowing because I'm not used to seeing Sky Sports in this day and age promote the BBL. But it is what channel will it be featured on? What channel wants them in that spot? Because a lot of other TV spots, you know, for like the half-seven tip-offs, 
aren't exactly the best. Uh, you know, depends on what is running on that Friday. It could be football because you know the Friday night football uh, for you know Sky Sports on the Premier League. Um, so I'm not sure whether Sky Sports would be willing to do that. I think that we need a big event here in the UK um, to actually start that TV deal and to show the that TV station that we are trustworthy of having that TV spot and pulling in an audience. Um, whether that be something that I've suggested many times on the podcast, being a all-star day. Just live stream that on YouTube and get a TV thing for, for like, oh, here is the slam dunk contest. Here is the UK three-point contest. And then the all-star game. Potentially get a few celebrities involved if you can afford it. You can sell out a house, COVID permitting, and... We'll see what happens, but I think that you can pull a lot of people in. A lot of what a lot of people remember about their idols, you know, the Vince Carter, Michael Jordans, Nate Robinson, Dwight Howard, is the dunks, the dunk contest. That's what a lot of people remember, especially about Vince Carter, the flashy style of Vince Carter in those dunk contests. You know, everyone remembers it's over. That's it. You have to get people excited about the sport and what better way than jamming it down in a three-point contest or a dunk contest. It's, it's a no-brainer, really. But will the BBL listen? I mean, hopefully, if you are listening, uh, those at the BBL, take an all-star day into consideration because, um, I mean, the facilities might not be open right now. Social distancing is a thing. Uh, maybe have to wait till like 2021, uh, later on in that year anyways, or 2022, early-ish then who knows? But like that could be the proper start to a boom and show a TV station that you can uh, actually hold a spot and grab an audience. As far as investing in media roles to help promote their sport, uh, the BBL don't do a lot on social media as it comes to promoting the brand. Uh, they obviously, they advertise the games. They don't exactly necessarily do a lot. Other, and it like, Web 2.0 is a massive thing right now. Like, They've just started live streaming their games on YouTube, which I think is a very good step because it's easily accessible for people to watch the games if they can't make it or if the arena's sold out. But I think that something is in the works for highlights and previews. Um, I know that I've been involved in certain workings out of certain things uh, that I might not be able to reveal to you just yet. But we are working towards getting something done uh, to help accessibility for these games and to help uh, sort of certain things. So uh, a lot of my ideas have been listened to by certain members of the BBL. And I'm hoping that going forward, a lot more creators like myself and like some of the people that I have featured on this list uh, can help with and help this community grow as much as it can. Now, this tweet links kind of in with Owen's last tweet. So this is from James Piper. He's a graphic designer. Uh, you can get at him on Twitter at James Piper underscore PSD. Or you can go to his Instagram and check out his awesome graphic designs at James Piper dot PSD. Uh, so thank you, James, for this tweet. And it goes as follows. Improving their presence on social media with better designers, etc. To try and engage more of the youth in the BBL and help grow the sport. James, I'm going to agree there. It's a fantastic idea to try and get more youth involved in the BBL. The, B, the BBL need to get a bit more creative with what they do with, uh, with their social media. Um, I loved what the Wolves did with the Christmas calendar. 
uh, this year. I loved that they had a video for every day and it wasn't serious. I think the less the BBL teams take their social media seriously, I think the better it's going to be. The Surrey Scorchers social media team is hilarious. I love it. Uh, so I think the less serious this nature of the BBL is going to get way more clicks. Clicks are very important in today's day and age. And I think that the more clicks on articles and memes and GIFs, videos, it's going to be better for the league and spreading it because young people get attracted to funny stuff. Young people get don't don't necessarily respond well to serious, oh, this person signed with this. Do a funny reveal video. Um, the Manchester Giants did it with Ali Fuller because he... Uh, he he revealed back before like anything was planned to be announced that he was part of the Giants. And he came on, on this podcast and fully said he's excited to join the Giants again. So yeah, it's kind of a bit funny there. Like those are pockets of hilarious videos that you can have and like just make fun of certain aspects of the league. Don't take it seriously yet. Because the NBA can can do that. Admins need to individually do that. I think that's going to be a better investment for for the youth and just try and get more clicks and more shares. Our next suggestion comes from the triple threat coach and it's split up into two parts. What the league needs and what the franchise needs. The triple threat coach does one-on-one workouts and mentoring. So please go to the triple threat coach.com or go to his Twitter down in the description down below at triple threat coach. The tweet for what the league needs goes as follows. The league needs more exposure in terms of TV deals, etc. At live basketball is great, but can the league manage their own league pass? A players association to ensure the fair treatment and handling of contract situations. Now, when it comes to the players association, I'm not going to be able to really comment on that. I'm not a player. Uh, I don't really know a lot about what, the ongoings of players are um, when it comes to the Manchester Giants situation. I think that that could potentially help, uh, but I have no idea because I'm not a player, so I can't really get involved in that. If they were to open up a players' association, I mean that could benefit the league definitely because th- th- they would have a lot more presence there in the league and to allow more of what we see in the NBA. I mean LeBron. You know, opening up these different avenues, Alan Iverson wearing chains, just allowing players to show personality. I think that's a big thing. So players showing more personality for the audience is a big thing. Uh, as I've said before, with the TV deal, um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen yet. It will have to prove itself. Uh, live basketball is a big thing. I mean, they're, they're doing it on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, it's not the big exposure that it could be. Uh, we do need a bit of highlight, I think. I think an internet-run show is a good idea with a bunch of creators. I think a bunch of creators working on an internet show, um, it could be really beneficial for outsiders to try and get into the league and ease in. Sort of like a match-of-the-day type thing, like with previews and reviews of games, uh, with individual uh, correspondence for each team. For example, I would work here in Worcester, where I am based, with the Wolves, I could do pre-match interviews, do a photo, do a feature piece. I think that could be quite beneficial for that. So thank you, the Triple Threat Coach, for the first 
uh, inclusion. And now we'll get on to your second. And the Triple Threat Coach's second suggestion reads as follows. For the franchises, a more professional social media department with frequent quality content. Some form of player progression allowing under-21s into the playing roster. Better commentary for the games. It's difficult to get behind commentary, which is boring and poor. Now, with the commentary, I'm going to say, I don't necessarily, it's poor. I don't think necessarily it's poor at all. Uh, I don't think the nature of anything that the BBL commentary team do is offensive or anything. It's, it's just, maybe it's just the British accent. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like not exactly the most exciting accent to listen to. I know that Americans love uh, when you know, Brits go over there and like, oh, I love your accent. But we listen to each other all the time, talk. I mean, a lot of the people that have started listening to this video have turned off by now anyways. So uh, one person can only listen to some voice for so long. Um, Clark Kellogg's voice is legendary. Um, I think that him, uh, you know, everyone thinks about, oh, is this the dagger uh, with you know, Kawhi Leonard's winning shot? Like his voice is synonymous with that. And then the scream afterwards, the crowd eruption, it's brilliant. Uh, so with the NBA, you do need recognizable voices. I think um, for big games, you need like big commentators. Uh, you need more investment in those commentary teams. I think um, that could benefit, but maybe maybe more excitement on those commentary teams could value the BBL. But I don't see a necessary change for commentary teams as of yet. Uh, social media is a big thing in these suggestions. I think that. Um, Professional, absolutely. However, I do think that more quality content is needed, and quality content meaning like a lot of interviews, getting to know players, uh, making sure that they feel comfortable, and showing that side of the players outside of the court to make sure that the audience and the fans of those certain teams get to know these players before the season gets underway so that they know who they're watching on the TV, especially if they're not able to come into the arena and get to know these players steadily. And the player progression, I do think is a very good idea. Uh, the system, I, I will keep referring to Worcester because that's where I'm based and that's where I've seen the player progression happen. Uh, you know, as we saw last season, Matt Williamson, uh, Dan Johnson-Thompson, Nathan Ramsdale-Owen, I'm going to forget a bunch of people I'm sorry if I have, but uh, th those are just three to name a few that were able to get onto the court last year. And they were all part of the university men's team, University of Worcester men's team, who, I mean, they, they, got, to, they got the chance to play professionally. They got, they, they got signed, they got paid throughout the season, and it was brilliant. So that is sort of what they need to do. They need to incorporate more with the university. I think a lot of the BBL teams do need to incorporate universities into their squads, wherever they're set. Um, but yeah, I, I do really think that it would benefit from us having those, uh, those teams, maybe a different, like a B team or something. Maybe the lions need a B team inside of the NBL to establish these under 21s. Maybe every team, I think this goes out to uh, an, another tweet that's featured here, uh, but more, just more teams pretty much a lot more teams because there's, there's a lack of teams uh you know and especially if there's more in individual areas of the country i think that could be quite good so uh thank you to the triple threat coach make sure you go and hit him down in the description uh and also go to his website 
the triplethreatcoach.com. Our next suggestion is kind of what I was hinting to with Matt's suggestion earlier with uh, different teams coming in, uh, like in bigger cities. And this is from Everything Chris, who creates a lot of good content. Uh, he does live interviews. He's a top chef, uh, as you see in his interviews, uh, most known with uh, Justin Robinson, the two-time MVP. Uh, and he also does the WBBL roundtable. He does a lot of fantastic interviews. Uh, make sure you go and check him out. Uh, his Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, just go and check it all out. He's a fantastic guy. Uh, he deserves all the credit he gets. Uh, he's fantastic at presenting and hosting. He handles himself well. And yeah, at Chris Everything on Twitter. So make sure you go and go and check him out. I've shouted him out before uh, in the interview with uh, Lewis Champion. So make sure you go and check him out in the description. So his tweet reads as follows. Uh, Birmingham needs a team. London needs another team. And they should have me on the sidelines. Well, Chris, I mean, if you want to go on the sidelines and do stuff, Absolutely. I think you've got the charisma to try and do some sideline reporting. Uh, I think you're very, I think Chris is very relatable uh, for a lot of people. Uh, That's why his interviews do so well. That's why a lot of people gravitate towards his interviews because he has a character. Uh, Him him himself is a character. He brings a lot of energy to his interviews and makes, makes his interviewee seem very comfortable. So I think it's, I think having not just like Chris, like me, Chris, any other content creator out there, um, you know, the hoops fix guys, uh, and any content creator out there, they need to get on the sidelines. They need to get involved within the BBL itself. The younger generation of content creators do need to step up inside the BBL. I think to try and make sure it has a chance of going forward because the BBL now is it's at a standstill because it's focusing on its younger generation. That's not a bad thing. In 10 years, I'm hoping that the BBL is going to have a boom because it's investing in the youth. Again, I will refer to the Worcester Wolves. Uh, how many kids in Worcester have gone on at halftime and shot the ball from the free throw line? It, I mean, it earns the Worcester Wolves some money. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's like a pound per throw. You know, being on the court, you're going to remember that for a long time. He or she are going to remember that. It's going to be ingrained in their memory the first time they got a basket on a professional court. And they're going to want to come back each time. And like they're going to teach their kids that basketball is amazing. It's going to be a, a cycle, hopefully. And the population is going to just grow up loving basketball again. And I think that that boom can come uh, again in about maybe 10 years or so. I think that's 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 my prediction. 10 years is like... um, it, It's a bold prediction. But I think 10 years is good. Um, and Chris, back to your point about uh, Birmingham needing a team. London needing a, another team. I think if London gets another team, it will be from outside investors just focusing on the Champions League at this, at this point. I think the Lions are going to be the only team that will be in the BBL. But I think that London will have a team that will just focus on Eurobasket, um, which is a shame. But uh, with the London City Royals, we, had, we, we saw what happens when you have another team in London. They folded, so... I think that an organization needs to be well run in London. They can't be run out of by the Lions. I don't think anyone was excited to see the City Royals leave. Uh, But, I mean, you always see the team that are second best in that, you know, the Lions. The Lions are always going to be the Lakers, and any other team is going to be the Clippers. So you're never going to win. So the Lions will always have their followers. Um, but Birmingham definitely needs a team. The amount of arenas in Birmingham is crazy. I'm surprised that they don't have a BBL team. But 
it's the culture around basketball in Birmingham that needs to step up. So yeah, I think I think Birmingham definitely needs a team. Uh, it would create a, a home for people that were you know players that were brought up in the Midlands in Birmingham. You know, guys like Kofi Joseph. So Liverpool could do with a with a BBL team uh, getting up there because that's a big city. Bigger cities need more basketball teams, and that increases audiences. Uh, so that just bring it, bring a couple more teams in. Make sure bigger cities because they have they have the arenas, they have the capacity to sell them out. Bigger cities have more people, therefore there's more ability to sell out those arenas. So why not? Uh, it's, again, the pandemic has affected everything big time. That doesn't change the fact that you can bring in more teams. Uh, I, I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure the system for bringing in new teams for the BBL and why they haven't got these many teams, uh, whether they have to pay them a certain amount. I'm not sure, but let's try and make it happen. So thank you, Chris, for that submission. Uh, make sure you go and check out everything that he does. He's, he's on YouTube. He's on Instagram Live with his videos. Uh, very charismatic guy. Make sure you go and check him out. Our next suggestion comes from rebound now rebound you probably all follow them if you follow me you follow rebound on twitter they are like the premier source for bbl news so their link will be in the description down below if you don't follow them which i will be very surprised so uh they also do youtube live interviews as well so make sure you go and check them out in the link in the description down below now this suggestion is something i found very interesting and it reads as follows three game series playoffs more nbl teams in the bbl trophy and development league slash under 25 league now the development league is something that we have talked about before so i won't go into too much detail however i do think it would benefit to have a league where you do have like you know, you know the london lions under 21s the london lions under uh, under 23 yeah we'll go under 23s the under 23 squad london lions under 23s uh, the worcester wolves under 23s um, although at the moment the worcester wolves are in under 23 teams anyways so uh, i think I think it's going to be difficult to try and do that. Whether teams have the funding to do that, who knows? Uh, the Lions definitely do because of look how much they're spending in, in this offseason. Uh, a three-season playoff system would be very intriguing because you can go back and forth, back and forth. You, you can trial the American style because it is very British-orientated. It is a football league table. As it comes to more NBL teams in the BBL trophy, I think that's a very very good idea sort of like the fa cup start with the nbl teams and make sure they can progress and get more eyes like the bbl can easily lie like potentially well not easily they can go and potentially live stream these games get someone on a on a camera film the games and get make sure that these games are covered from the earlier stages of the nbl and and below Get some of the get some of the D three teams involved. Get some of the D two teams involved, not just the, the NBL Division One, and make sure they can. You know, we can have an underdog score story of one of the one of the Division three teams winning the BBL trophy. It was nice to see the Kestrels get to the final uh, and sadly lose to the Newcastle Eagles last season uh, or earlier this year in twenty twenty. So. It, it creates better stories. It creates more intrigue for teams. Like, I didn't really... I mean, I'm pretty new to the British basketball scene. Haha. <laughs> my title for, the, for, for my channel. Um, but like, I'm, I'm pretty new to this. I didn't know who the Kestrels were. I'm paying attention to the Kestrels now because they got to the BBL Trophy final. So I think that they could be a team that could come into the BBL in a couple of years' time because they have 
made some interesting signings as covered on BBL Fix, uh, which again, if you're if you're paying attention to this podcast, you definitely know who the BBL Fix are. So um, you, you you like just seeing the signings that they're making, they're ready to come back and and storm the NBL. So uh, yeah, the Kestrels are, are, are an example of what we should be doing. Uh, inside the BBL trophy. So thank you rebound for that suggestion. Go at on Twitter uh, for, for, for rebound at rebound double underscore. Uh, I mean, again, if you're, if you're paying attention to this, you're paying, you, you're following rebound. And the final suggestion that I had uh, at the time of recording, apologies if there have been more suggestions that have been made either on my Instagram or my Twitter uh, for, you know, from, from those um, apologies if I've missed them, uh, but this is the last one that I had at the time of recording, and this comes from Joshua Thorne. Now, Joshua Thorne is a coach of the Reading Rockets and also the head coach of the under-15 boys uh, South Aspire team, so make sure you go and check him out on Twitter at Joshua T. Coach. The link in the description for this final suggestion for this podcast today. His suggestion reads as follows. Pro A and Pro B, promotion and relegation, and cut between both leagues, etc. would drive performance now promotion and relegation seems more of a football thing to do it's more it's more from what the football does i mean it would make teams perform better it would create more stakes for the league uh is that necessarily a good thing no because you will see teams get less funding for that and you will have a lot less teams come in um I guess, I guess Pro A and Pro B works, but that involves more teams. Uh, so if Birmingham and Liverpool do decide to come in and have a better team, then yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, if London has another team, sure. But right now it would be six teams. I mean, bring some up from the from the NBL, make, sure, make, make them a professional team. Enough signings to make a professional team, that'd be great for them to, for, for them to join the BBL. Um, the cut between both leagues, yeah, I think that could work. Um, I mean, you, they could work it as as a system of, you know, east and west, like you know, or north and south. North and south would be fantastic to see, you know. Um, so it works like the American style. Um, so you can have London. You, you, you can have. I mean, it probably would just be London and Glasgow in the final every year. But say if Liverpool do have a team, say if London have another team, it would create so much of an atmosphere. And like teams that are in the Midlands are like you know on the brink of stuff like. Leicester and, and and Worcester, where do they fall? It would be great. A, a North versus South division, I think that would be quite fun. So I, th- I think that you're on the right lines there. A pro A and pro team could work. Uh, a pro A and pro B league, sorry, could work. Uh, I think it would just get a bit confusing relegation-wise, and uh, I think a lot of teams would lose a lot of funding if they were to get relegated. So... Um, it does create a lot of uncertainty for those franchises. Uh, but yeah, it, it could work. So yeah, thank you, Joshua, for that inclusion. Yeah, thank you to everybody that sent in their suggestions. Uh, the BBL, I hope you're listening. Uh, these are just some of the suggestions. Um, we can work together on anything that you need, uh, anything that you want. I'm all ears. If you have any ideas for me to help, let us help. Let the creators help you guys that's what we're here to do the creators of youtube and twitter and instagram are here to help bbl fix massive advocates for the bbl they're here to help everything chris here to help 
Hoops Fix, here to help. Me, here to help. So let's get the British basketball scene in the UK. Let's get it thriving. Let's get it up and let's create the basketball boom. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe this video. Uh, that would mean a lot. I would love to try and get as close to 100 subscribers by the end of 2020 as possible. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, give me a nice review. Uh, it helps me grow and, and helps me gain the confidence that I need to eventually uh, start this better because I'm still in university. So uh, any any support of this means a lot. So. Uh, yeah, if you enjoyed listening to my voice for however long this is run for, uh, then please do sub, you know, subscribe or follow or whatever you want. I'm not going to force you to because that's not me. But yeah, I will see you next time.